Welcome to Word of Life Podcast, where the word is life and it's giving you life. Well, uh, I'm excited just to speak to you. Um, it's been a while. And actually, I was just studying and, and reading the word and the Lord had highlighted something to me. And then he said, I want you to share this um, on the podcast. So I pray that um, the words that um, the Lord wants me to share with you really blesses you because I believe that many of us are waiting. Um, We're waiting on the Lord. We're waiting on a move of God. We're waiting on the answer. We're waiting on the outcome. We're waiting on the decision. Um, We many of us are um, in leadership or want to be in leadership. Um, Many of us are waiting for that promotion. We're looking for that increase that that salary increase, whatever it is. It's like we're waiting on something. We're waiting on something to move us from one level to the next. And the Lord really just highlighted that to me because a lot of times um, when we're waiting, we can get frustrated. We can get weary. You know, the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing, but in the right time, you will reap the harvest if you faint not. But we can hear that word and we could say, well, I'm getting weary in well-doing, okay? Because I don't see no harvest. I don't see nothing. And it's like, how do we work through this? And I feel like we need to have a real conversation because we could say the Christianese thing of, I'll just wait on the Lord. Or, hey, when it's God's timing, it's God's timing. Yet internally, secretly, we're wrestling with it. It's almost like anxiety, worry, fear rises up because we're thinking, God, when is it going to be my time? Or when is it going to happen? Or I've been waiting a long time. Or is this ever going to come to pass? I mean, I can relate, right? I mean, there's moments, there's been moments in my life where I've been waiting on an answer from the Lord. I've been praying, pressing in. I mean, I'm talking like my face in the carpet, honey, rings of tears, marks, and I'm just pressing in, snot coming out my nose. And I'm like, God, when are you going to answer? And it seems like forever. But you know, there's a saying that the old folks used to say in the church, and they would say, um, you know, he's an on-time God. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. And I began to think about David. And as I was studying and getting in the word, I was reading about David. And, you know, what's interesting is David was anointed as king. We we know the story when Samuel came and uh, he went to Jesse and began to talk to him about his different sons. And he brought all his sons in front of Samuel. And Samuel was like, oh, no, these these aren't the ones. You sure you don't have one more son? And there was David out in the field tending to the sheep. So you could imagine one feeling kind of like an outsider and two knowing that his own father didn't think he was important enough to bring before the prophet of God. But you know what's interesting is that um, I think um, actually... Uh, David, what's interesting is, is that David was um, about, they say he was between 10 and 15 years old during this time when uh, Samuel came. He was between 10 and 15 years old. And then it wasn't until he was about 30 years old that he was actually anointed king. 
that he became king over Israel. He was only 30 years old at that time. So let's do the math. That means it was between 15 to 20 years before David actually saw the promise. And God was like, there's somebody who needs to hear this because you might be anointed yet waiting. You might be anointed, but you haven't seen the process or the promise yet. But you're going through the process. See, what's interesting is that David was actually anointed three times. So I encourage you to look in your word. Look in your word because this is something that is so important. We got to get. He was anointed three times. Three times. First, we know that he was anointed by Samuel. Again, he was about 10 uh, to 15 years old. There was another time that he was anointed by the people of Judah as king over Judah. And he was actually from the tribe of Judah, which was a fulfillment of the prophecy that came forth that there would be a king that would come out of Judah. See, Saul was from the king of Benjamin. So the people actually then anointed David as their king of Judah. The third anointing came when Saul was dead and God then anointed David again as king over Israel. But what I really want to get to is look at the process that he had to go through. And God takes us through a process. See, he may say you're anointed. Now, anointed means that you're set apart by God, that God's hand is upon you. You're set apart. You have an assignment. But a lot of times what happens is we've got the assignment, but we don't see the promise. And we don't understand that God is actually taking you through a process to get there. See, he had to try David. He had to see if he was strong enough, bold enough, willing enough to step into the shoes of a king. Those were big shoes that he had to fill. But see, he, he wasn't ready yet. So he had to take him through a series of processes. For example, his father told him, listen, and this was after the first anointing. He said, I want you to take uh, a snack, a lunch down to your brothers. When David went down to get to his brothers, he came against a giant and, and God just uh, uh, gave him this boldness. To face that giant because he saw that giant just talking crazy to the people. And all he had was five smooth stones and a slingshot. And he came against that giant and he conquered that giant. But if you see, this was a process. So for some of you, you might be anointed and waiting, but you have come against some giants. You have come against some trials, some tribulations, some things that have just tried to knock you off your feet. Yet you have stood for the word of the Lord and God's equipping you with five smooth stones and a slingshot. Come on, somebody, so that you can conquer that very thing. But let me tell you, this is just a test. You know, those um, emergency tests when they send that signal, God is saying this is just a test. If you can pass this, I'm going to take you through the next test. What was the next test? David had to go through a series of wars and come against warriors. In fact, he had to run for his life from the very king 
that he was going to replace. And there was a moment where he was in hiding. And the Bible talks about he was literally right next to Saul. And the people around him told him, hey, you know what? You could kill him right now. There's your enemy. He's his backs to you. You have the upper hand. You could actually take him down right now. But David didn't do it. He honored the man of God. He honored the position. Honor will take you a long way. You see, here's the thing you got to understand. We may be anointed, but waiting. But let me tell you something. God's building your character because see, he'll get you in the room, but it's your character that'll keep you there. I'm going to say that one more time. God will get you in the room, but it's your character that'll keep you there. So in that moment, God was testing David's character. Will you honor? See, sometimes we show people honor that may not deserve the honor, but we must do it because it honors God. God said, if you honor me, I'll honor you. Mm. We've got to learn. God is increasing your character. He's building your character, right? And then when he became king, there were things that he had to walk through and deal with, even to the point where he was tempted and actually sinned against God and had to suffer the consequences of his sin. Listen, sometimes we may, we're in the anointed Uh, And waiting, we make mistakes. We slip up. We stumble. But listen, I want to encourage you today. That if that's you, God said, get back up. I love it when David was with Bathsheba and they had a child. She got pregnant. And God sent the prophet Nathan. And he told him, he said, listen, because of what you've done. That child is not going to live. The Bible says that David mourned for that child. He he wouldn't eat. He he was just tore up from the floor out, honey. He couldn't do anything. He covered himself in ashes. And his servants were about to approach him to let him know the child had died. Before they could even say anything, he said, did did the child die? They said, yeah. He's gone. And the word of God says that as soon as he heard that, he got up, washed his face, ate a meal, and worshiped. You see, that was another moment where God was testing David. Because sometimes we may experience loss because of our own decisions and our own choices. And instead of going into a deep depression, instead of throwing in the towel and quitting, God says, get up, wash, worship. Get up and wash and worship. That's a word for somebody right now, because you might be in a place where you're like, God has anointed me. He's given me an assignment. He's called me to this, but I I made a mistake. And I feel like I can't get back up. I, I can't walk back in the room. I can't stand on that platform anymore. I can't, I can't do what he called me to do. But I want to tell you, when God has anointed you, what did he tell Peter when he built the church? He said, "On P- Peter, upon you, I will build my church. And he said, the gates of Hades 
will not be able to stand against it. No matter what, no matter what, God will restore you and put you back into position. And that's exactly what he did for David. And out of all that, there was something that David possessed that God was attracted to in the beginning and why he chose David. It was his heart. It was his heart. You know, he told Samuel, God told Samuel that when he was anointing uh, the next king of Israel, he said, man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. From the beginning, when he touched David and anointed him, he saw his heart. And even in the moment with Goliath and even in the moment with Bathsheba and even in the moment with Saul, he saw David's. Welcome back to Word of Life podcast where the word is life and it's giving you life. And we started our conversation about being anointed but waiting. And we started talking about the heart. And I want to continue the conversation because I think it's important that someone needs to hear that God sees your heart. He sees your heart. And so no matter what, remember that God sees your heart. So I want to encourage you that wherever you are, you know, in the stages, God is relentless when it comes to us. He won't give up on us. He won't forsake us or leave us. His love is just relentless. He chases after us. And I love in the word in Psalm 23, It says that, and I'm going to read this to you. It says, and and I'm reading it from the Passion Translation. It says, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. I feel like the Lord just wants to remind you that he is for you. He is for you. You know, the Bible talks about in Hebrews that there's this cloud of witnesses. That there's these people that are cheering you on. That even when you stumble, even when you fall, they're saying, get back up. Because see, God knows the beginning and the end. And I believe the Lord is looking right now at your life and he's saying, I see the end and I'm going to cheer you on. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't stop. Because I've anointed you. You may think you're waiting, but God says, I'm just preparing you. You may think you're waiting, but God says, I'm putting you through a process. You may think you're waiting, but God says, I'm teaching you how to walk like I would walk. You see, he wants to prepare you (laughs) to be the king 
to be the queen. He wants to prepare you so that when you get into that place, hmm, everyone will know that's your place. That's your position. And you will know. You will know. So I want to pray for you this morning. If you're, if you're someone who's listening to this and you're saying, you know what? That's for me. I've been anointed, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting on the promotion. I'm waiting on the elevation. I'm waiting on the position. Hmm. You might be a parent and you're waiting for your son and daughter to come home. You're waiting for your husband to return back to your family so that your family can be restored. You're waiting for your health to get better because you got that doctor's report and you're waiting for your healing to manifest. Whatever you're waiting for, God wants you to know you're anointed in the waiting. (laughs) You're anointed in the waiting. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just lift up my brothers and my sisters. And I thank you, Father, that we have the promise in your word that says that those that wait upon the Lord will mount up with wings like eagles. Thank you, Father, that you're calling us to soar in this season. God, we're going to wait on you with gladness. We're going to wait on you with excitement. We're going to wait on you with joy. God, I thank you that every person that's listening here is anointed in the waiting. God, you've set us apart. And Father, just like David, you may have to anoint us several times to reaffirm what you've called us to do. I believe the Lord is reaffirming the calls on your life. He's reaffirming that you are that teacher, you are that preacher, that you are that prophet or prophetess, that you are that apostle, that you are that missionary, that you are that CEO, that visionary, the writer of the next book, the writer of the next novel. I feel like God is saying, I'm reaffirming that you will write that song, that you will sing that song, that you will love again. That you will hold your children in your arms again. That you will see your family restored. That you will see your health completely better again. I feel the Lord is just saying, I'm reaffirming that my word is yes and amen. Father, give them strength in the wait. But God, as you're taking them through the process... Teach them, mold them, guide them. You are the potter. We are the clay. Have your way, God. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our guide. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our teacher and our mentor. Continue to give us wisdom and revelation every step that we take as we're waiting. But we're anointed as we're waiting. Thank you, Father. I also want to extend an invitation to anyone who's listening, who's never said yes to Jesus. You're hearing about this anointing. You're hearing about being anointed and you're hearing about um, waiting. And you're like, you know, I am waiting. I'm waiting on my life to change because my life isn't that great. I have a lot of hard moments, a lot of lonely moments, a lot of confused moments. I really don't know what my purpose was. I don't even know if I even have a purpose, but God is 
allowing you to hear this message because he wants to reaffirm who he is for you. You see, when he died on the cross at Calvary, he had you in mind. He had your future. He had your past. (laughs) And he had your present. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He saw you. And everything he did, he did it for you. So that you could be anointed. That you could have a purpose. So I want to pray for you that you would receive the gift of salvation. That when you receive this gift, you begin to step into the very thing God has created you for. In fact, this is like the moment when David was anointed. The Bible says that the horn of the oil was over his head. And as Samuel began to anoint him, the oil just began to just drop on top of his head all the way over him. And the Bible says the spirit of God rushed into David. And I believe that very thing is going to happen for you. Those of you who don't know Jesus and those of you who have strayed away, but you want to come back. Maybe you've just dropped the ball because you're like, the wait has been too long. You maybe had to wait seven years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. 30 years, whatever it's been, God says, you're anointed in the wait. So I want to pray for those of you that don't know Jesus. It's a simple prayer that you can repeat after me and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I confess my sins to you. Wash me clean. God, take all that you made me to be and use it for your glory. God, I once was a sinner, but now you are my savior. And I believe, I believe, I believe in you. I will follow you all the days of my life. And I'll pray for those who maybe have backslidden or turned away from God, or, or you would say they're prodigals. Maybe they're, they've been out there but they're ready to come home. I thank you that God, your arms are wide open to receive them. And I pray for restoration in Jesus name. I pray for restoration in Jesus name, that you would restore them back to where you had placed them. God, just like you gave David a second chance. The Bible says he got up, washed his face, ate and worshiped. God, I pray that those people, God, you know who you are, would get up, wash your face, eat and worship. God is restoring you. God is restoring you. And God promised David he would restore. And Bathsheba gave birth to Solomon, who then became king, who actually completed the assignment that God had given to David from the first moment he anointed him. God will restore and he will redeem. Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. This is Word of Life podcast where the word is life and it's giving you life. God bless you.